Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is this is going to be really easy. Episode number one, season three, baby. Let's go. Season three. We made it to season three, Ivan. Yeah. Two more seasons than I thought we'd actually do. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know, this is fans from the stands. I'm uh, Mickey, your co-host, along with my co-host Ivan. Hey, everybody. Have a nice week today. Um, you say, have a nice week today. Have a nice week today. <laughs> that's awesome. That's. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that's, oh, that's all right. I like that. It's a nice tagline. Though, so, Jays fans, a lot to talk about since Christmas. Yes, uh, we had our little holiday uh, episode right before Christmas. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, we won't play the clip because we I, we don't do that. But I'm pretty sure I said somewhere that Guriel Jr. will be traded. Yes, you did. And lo and behold... He was, man, and Not off you went to uh, Arizona in exchange for Dalton Varsho. Um, and a big piece about that was um, Gabriel Moreno. Yeah, that's – so I'm hoping that the Jays' brain trust know exactly what they're doing and hope that uh, Gabriel doesn't turn into the next Buster Posey. <laughs> I think we're all – so if you're if if so this is not really old old news now but it's been a couple of weeks now since the since since the trade and about three weeks I guess if you read the online comments when this first happened people were losing their minds yeah like, I can't believe we traded Guriel Jr. it's uh, our uh, Lord is Guriel not Guriel Jr. that's Guerrero Jr. Guriel um, it's uh, th- th- there's one Twitter handle for Guriel fan club yeah not Marshall that's awesome. <laughs> five minutes later five minutes later they announced that Guriel's part of the deal <laughs> what uh I, so yeah you looked at the and, and i think it's more if you're not a baseball enthusiast i guess and, and we are i think we, we knew who dalton varsha was i think prior to this trade yeah, not really yeah. well but we knew of him I, I i did or at least i'm, I'm sure you did as well yeah um so it's a bit of, you know, people that don't follow baseball super closely don't watch West Coast games. So we don't see the Diamondbacks play. Not that anybody really sees the Diamondbacks <laughs> play. Uh, but so we, the, the name wasn't recognizable. Not like, not, we, we know who Guriel, we know who Guriel is. We know who Moreno was. So, you know, we didn't know who this Varsho guy was. But I think now as time has gone on, we've digested it a bit, looked at the stats. It's a it's a great trade. What do you okay? What do you like, what do you think about the trade? Okay, so for, let's let's break it up. Yeah. When you first heard the trade, what did you think? And then now that you've had time to digest it, what do you think about it? I I love the trade, um, mainly because well, Griel was on his last year, right? So after this season, it's either you resign him or he leaves as a free agent. And Varsho is a great defensive, power hitting left handed bat. We needed that. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great fit. I, I think it's he's he's everything we wanted wrapped up into one, right? Yeah. We said the Jays weren't done. We were right. I didn't think this was coming. Yeah. I had a feeling, like I said, I had a feeling Guriel's gonna be traded because it was his last year. He kind of seemed like a fit somewhere, not really fitting with the Jays plans. So when this trade was announced, to be could be completely fair and honest, I remember Varsho was a catcher. Yeah. Like when they said the trade, I was like, why did we get another catcher? And then then I read the reports and looked online and oh yeah, he did play the outfield and a really good outfield, like gold glove caliber. Right. Field. 
And you're right. He's a left-handed bat. We needed. So to all, to all your points, Guriel was on his last year of his contract. He was injured last year in a wrist area. So that kind of concerns me. His lack of power really concerned me because he's not fast. You know, if, if Guriel was batting 290, but he could steal you 20 bags and a great defender. Yeah. No power. I'll live with like that. He's basically, he'd be basically uh Ramal Tapia. Right. Yeah. But um, he's not. Yeah. He lost his power all of a sudden. And yeah, he's going to get maybe at max 10 home. Well, unless things change, he's going to get max 10 home runs. Right. Yeah. And you're right. The big question mark, and I think we're all not to wish ill will on anybody, but is Gabriel Moreno the next Buster Posey? Yeah. And I guess we'll find out. Uh, and so here's the thing, right? So the Jays have always said that we're we're building up our fi- farm system to get what we need. Yeah. Barshow is still young. He's going to cost the Jays. I think the arbitration figure came in at about three and a half million. Three and a half million. He's got they have two more years left of control. So there you go. And and the way I look at it, and for, for a few days, we're like, he's going to be a great center fielder. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. we sign Kevin Kiermaier. Kevin Kiermaier, and all of a sudden, he's going to be a fantastic left fielder. <laughs> <laughs> and like it just it gives you so many more options now. And we'll talk about this in a second, but the way the, the Rogers Center is kind of shaping up, yeah. you need a good defensive outfield. So we have Kevin Kiermaier now playing centered, and then you and then possibly Varsho spelling him off in center. Yeah, you have uh, Springer playing right. Um, and if if there's a pinch, someone gets hurt, Varsho can catch. Yeah, so he's he's not a bad emergency catcher. Yeah, so you can still DH Kirk while having Jansen catch. Exactly. So you don't have to worry about you know if someone gets hurt, you don't have another catcher. You know, and you don't have to carry three catchers. I think this is just, and he's a left, you're right, he's a left-handed power bat. Yeah. Batted 235 last year with 27 home runs, I believe. Yep. But he also stole, what, 16 bags, I I think? Something like that. So he's he's a, a, a 2020 threat, 30, 20, 30, 30 20. You know, like, yeah. no, and that was 27 home runs in Arizona, which is in a Arizona pretty, with no protection. Yeah, and, and a pretty cavernous ballpark. Yeah. So I think, you know what, uh, yeah, what a what a great! I'm smiling, smiling ear to ear. What a great great trade! I like yeah. I, I liked. And here's the other side of it, and I'll, I'll I want your thoughts on this as well. That whole culture now is gone. Is that, it is? And does that so? Does that so? The Teoscar Hernandez, Lourdes Gurriel, Vladimir Guerrero, little click. You know, not I shouldn't say click, but little like you know group. The barrio, as they call it. Yeah, they're. It's gone. It's gone. This is Guriel now. So that actually makes me a little nervous. I I can see that, right? Because now you're you're wondering how is the clubhouse culture going to be, right? Where yeah. where is that going to go? Where's Guriel? How does Guriel feel about all this? Right, and it's Guerrero. Guerrero is the only other guy left from right. that group, right? I Guerrero, yeah, and and the way I see it is, look. It's more business-like now. And I think I think the Jays have kind of, like the, the, the front office has decided, okay, we need to kind of get serious, right? Because there's nothing that was more annoying to me than the Jays losing 7 nothing, and then somebody hits a home run and Teoscar is dumping a pack of sunflower seeds in a guy's head as he's celebrating in the dugout. 
Right. It's like, dude, you're still down by six runs. Or you're down by like six or whatever, six, even five or four runs. Yeah. Griel making mixed drinks on the dugout steps. Yeah. I know it's a game. It's supposed to have fun, but we're here to win a World Series. Well, yeah, you, you, it's a million-dollar business, right? So, I'm I, I I'm split again. I'm wishy-washy. I'm very happy that the, that little culture is that that's gone. We have some new blood, so it looks like a more competitive kind of series, right? Serious, more more of a serious tone. On the other hand, I'm worried how Guerrero feels about this. Yeah. Is he so when they offer him a contract, he'd be like, "Ah, uh, no, actually, you know what? You you just traded off my buddies. I got no interest in staying here." Yeah. We'll see. We'll I, see. I, I I don't know. I I think money talks in the end, but and you know what fixes all that? A World winning, Series. Winning a World Series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And who knows? He might party it up with Varsha, Dalton Varsho. I don't. Who know. knows? Right. Right. Exactly. And yeah, and I, I'm hoping that it just kind of sets the tone for it. I mean, I'm still saying, like, have fun. Wear the jacket to celebrate your home runs. Go through yeah. the dugout with your jacket on and all that stuff. But it's these little antics that Dan Shulman's going to have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they have a they have a lot of fun out there, don't they? <laughs> it's like, yeah, they do, but we're down by five runs. Let's go. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, that was a, it was a trade I, I didn't see coming. I don't think any, I think, uh, well, I, we, I think we did talk about it, though. You we, did. We did. You did. You mentioned the uh, the influx of left-handed power hitting outfielders in Arizona, so there was a possibility there, and we just take a pick. Yeah, and and I was surprised that Varsho was the one that we got, which he was the most seasoned out of the three or four that they have, right? So right. So I guess probably less of a higher ceiling, but you know what you're getting. Yeah, he's still only what twenty five, something like that, and. Yeah, and, and then now the, the, what I like about this is that he's got because people keep saying ah his you know his on base percentage his average isn't that great, yeah, but he's left handed which means that he's probably being shifted on a ton, right? And you've eliminated the outfield shift, which is the other part that I think the uh, front office was thinking about, because if you can't stick Espinal in the outfield for a four man outfield anymore, yeah, you really need some outfielders that can cover a lot of ground. And what do you have? You've basically got three center fielders in in the Rogers Center now. Yeah, exactly. I think he brings that dimension of you know more defense, Kiermaier defense, and you have again you have guys spelling off you know each other. So right now, I think our lineup looks like or our outfielder our outfield is set is Varsho and left, Kiermaier in center, right field is Springer, yeah, and then Guerrero at first, second is. Merrifield, I'm saying. Merrifield, Espinal, Biggio. Yeah. And then Bichette at uh, short, Chapman at third, third, Jansen catching, DHing. And then we have a new DH. Yeah. First baseman. Brandon Belt. Brandon Belt signs with the Toronto Blue Jays. Four teams were, I guess, very competitive and very interested in him. But he signs with the Jays. Yeah. And it's because of the Ritz Carlton uh, chicken tenders, apparently. So explain that. <laughs> now there's an article from 2019 where he said that uh, that the Ritz Carlton had the best chicken tenders he had ever had in his life, hmm. and he equated that to the fact that he, in a two game series, had a home run and double in two games. So he was, yeah, like, that's that's it. It's the chicken tenders and the Ritz it's Carlton. The chicken tenders. Uh, 
I like the fact that it's it's funny how this free agency kind of goes in waves, right? We all like, oh, I don't want signing with us for us, <laughs> and then we're getting the leftovers. We got Kevin Kiermaier playing center, really, and then you hear Brandon Belt wanted to sign with us, yeah. And Brandon Belt, forget last year because he was hurt, yeah. Right, he had, he had a bum knee last year. He's back to 100% healthy now. So, I mean, in the year before that, he hit 30 bombs. So, you're getting a guy that's going to hit possibly over 20 home runs. Yeah. So, we've replaced Teoscar. I I think so. And 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 Guriel. I mean, and Tapia. I mean, we've, I mean, we've nailed. We've got more power now. Yeah. I still think there's a fourth outfielder that we're going to be signing at some point. Yeah. And maybe nothing like drastic, but maybe some veteran that's just looking to kind of like, uh, I think Adam Duvall was a name that we kind of had floated around. Yeah. And like the same, and to be honest, Ronald Tapia hasn't signed with anybody. Yeah. Maybe he comes back for a year. You know, he's not horrible. He's not. He may have contact with the ball. Like, it's your fourth guy. It's not yeah. the guy that's going to be out there day in, day out. Bells guys off, right? Or that could be with Merrifield. Right. So you never know. Um, yeah, I think there's more. So Brandon Belt, again, left-handed power. left More lefties. Just just what we needed. I mean, this is... They must have had a plan, do you think? I think so. <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't go to the offseason just willy-nilly, like, choosing who they want. They actually had a plan. It looks like it, it it's paid off in spades. I think... Uh, and there was a rumor today, and I, I don't know if you saw this, they, they were heavily into Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Like, I don't know how heavily he signed, like 11, was it 13-year, $350 million deal? So I don't know if that's sounding alarm bells in Bo Bichette's head there, like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what, what's going yeah. on here? It's not the first time. It was last year they were into, uh, was it Francisco Lador? Was it a couple of years ago? And it's yeah. like... <laughs> they need a shortstop. Yeah. Well, speaking of Bobachet, I guess we'll get to that. Yeah. The Jays, uh, yes, two days ago, I think, reached struck deals with eleven el- eligible, eleven other arbitration eligible players. Uh, Kevin Biggio signed for two point eight. Simber signed for three point one. Espinal signed for two point one. Guerrero Jr. signed for fourteen point five. Danny Jansen, 3.5. Mesa, 2.1. Trevor Richards, 1.5. He's still with us, eh? Yep. Romano, 4.5. Eric Swanson, 1.2. Eric Swanson's only getting paid 1.2 million? Yeah. Fantastic. Trent Thornton signed for a million bucks. Hey, you know what? For a million bucks, he's a guy that can start. You know, he starts, he had a 411 ERA last year. Yeah. I, I thought he was t- same, right? It, it's like the eye test just doesn't match. Because <laughs> the game that we were at, we're like, oh, God, here we go. He's bad. Like, I don't know how to describe it. You're right. The eye test isn't like, every time we see him, he gets blown out. But then his ERA is somehow 411. Like, I don't know if he's, like, fudging his numbers here or, or what. But uh, And uh, Delvin Barstow signed for $3,050,000. Yeah. Um, but Bo Bichette didn't sign. No. So the Jays offered, I think it was 5.1. Or five, 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 five million. Yeah, and Bo wants seven point five, I believe. Some to that, some yeah. somewhere. And so I'm I'm reading an article here, and it says the Cots 
baseball contract projection has him at a 5.75 million. Right. So the Jays are closer. So if an arbitrator uses that kind of calculation, um, the Jays will probably win in arbitration. So it's similar. The Jays have this, I think we talked about this last year. The Jays have a, have a very calculated, like number based system, like how they pay players in arbitration, yeah. right? Yeah. You hit these metrics, we pay you this much. Both things he's worth more than that. Um, you know, and good for him. Alec yep. Manoa turned down his arbitration last year. Yep. And he proved, you know, um, but arbitrations can be a messy, messy hearing. And you I mean you're you're involved in in your you know your work life. You're involved in union stuff, and uh, arbitration hearing is going to be pretty. It's not meant to be nice to you, right? Like yeah. they're you're, you're proving a point on one based on one side. So they're gonna Jay's gonna come in with, you know, uh, yeah, he batted two ninety, but he batted two fifty for sixty percent of the season. Yeah, almost seventy five percent of the season. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, in the last two months, let's hit four hundred, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you know he he was a you know below average shortstop. Um, you know, let in these many runs. Like, it's it's going to be very. It's not going to look nice on on Bobichet. So that's why a lot of players don't enjoy that. Well, look at Marcus Stroman talked about that too. Like yeah. it was not it's not a fun process to go through. No. Um. So I, I'm a little concerned about that. I I mean I, I've always I mean I keep going. We always, I think I think we both do kind of go back and forth on whether we keep Bobichet or not. Yeah. I mean, and I I think the Jays are of that mind as well. Um, yeah. Cause like, let's be honest. He thinks he's a shortstop. The Jays probably think you're not a shortstop. Otherwise right. they wouldn't be looking at names like Francisco Lindor and, and Xander Bogarts and things like that. So at the end of the day, do you pay a second baseman this much money over a shortstop? No. Right. And that's, and we, like we said, their Jays are very number based analytics, and they must just pull their hair out when he's playing shortstop and he's letting, and he bounces, he throws a ball six feet in the dirt in front of Vlad. He's got to dig it out, or he, yeah. you know, he's got he's got an, an all day to throw the ball, and he throws it, sails it over his head. Like I don't know, it's Let's uh, just say uh, Vlad earned his Gold Glove. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> but Vlad avoiding arbitration makes me think there's a deal coming well at 14.5 million yeah um he he's doing well for his second round through yeah i i i could see an extension coming <clears throat> i'm gonna call it i called the guriel trade i'm gonna call the vlad extension before spring training all right so are we talking 10 years talking 10 years let me uh, maybe 11 years 11 years Three hundred and fifty million. Three hundred fifty. Two fifty five ish. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere on somewhere on Carlos Correa's original deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get to Carlos Correa, are we all good with that? With arbitration, you want anything else you want to mention about arbitration? Uh, no, I think that was uh, one one number that really stuck stood out to me was uh, Jordan Romano, four and a half million dollars. That's yeah. For arbitration. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know how many years of control we have left on on Jordan. 
but uh, he's uh, he's gonna want to get paid. He's a he's an elite closer. He is an elite closer. He's one of the best. Two eleven ERA last year. Forty. Well, how many forty saves? Yeah. Um. So moving on about the uh, more J stuff, let's talk about the um, renovations at Rogers Center. So uh, it was announced last year that the Jays were going to be doing a massive renovation uh, over two off seasons. Um, construction has been furiously happening since uh, the end of the Jays postseason run, which was two games. <laughs> <laughs> and um, work is is starting to look pretty darn good. Like we we saw a uh, a post today. Uh, that described what the outfield was going to look like. We have some pictures of, you know, still under construction. It's still hard to kind of fully see what we're going to get. But one of the things that I really appreciate is the fact that they've started to have renderings and names for some of these, uh, these areas. Right. Like an example is the Corona rooftop patio. That's cool. Which is really cool. So the upper 500 level in uh, right field which is way up there and it's usually empty uh, for most of the summer. Uh, usually only gets filled up during postseason. It used to be um, just like tarped off for the longest time. Yeah, it was tarped off for most of the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so they've completely removed all of the seats. They flattened out the whole area. So it's nice, like a nice big patio. Uh, they got wood accents and I guess Corona is a sponsor. So Corona is getting the rooftop patio name. Looks like a really cool place to catch a ball game. It uh, that whole that whole back area. There, 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 there's a couple open spaces, right? Like bar, like more like a, a casual place to like. There's not, it's not, you're not buying a ticket. I'm, I don't. Know, maybe you are buying a ticket to sit to be there. Yeah, you're not getting individual seats, right? It's like a, it's like the flight deck. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, the the vibe looks pretty cool. I mean, they've been they've done a really good job with renovating what they have. And they, Shai Davidi, uh, an article that I haven't shared with me today, Shai Davidi, I guess, was there and they did a tour with all the media. And he shows a picture, he did, takes a picture of, I guess, from over center field where they're making the, the, the bullpens will now be um, raised. Guess, raised and fan accessible. Fan level, yeah, fan level. So even like, you'll be like face to face with like whoever's warming up in the bullpen. Oh, the Yankees bullpen's going to hate this. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's two levels. I guess there's two. From what I read in the article, there's two levels. There's the one where they, they actually warm up. Yeah. And there's, and then there's one below where like it's kind of like out of out of sight. Out of sight. Stretch and and you know warm up kind of that, you know. So if you can picture the old bullpen uh, where you could actually see through the fencing and see the the pitchers warming up, well that would be their under the actual mounds now. So the mounds are above that. And they're still going to have this little area underneath where they can sit out of the sun so that they're not roasting. Uh, they can still do their stretching and, and warm-ups, but then when they go up to the, uh, they go up to the, you know, the, the elevated mounds where they can actually start throwing the ball around, they'll be completely surrounded by fans. And it, it's not cookie cutter anymore. It's nope. not, it's got some weird angles now. Weird angles, like... uh, different fence heights. Yeah. So those raised bullpens are the fence heights at those areas are going to be about 12 to 15 feet. Whereas in the past, all, all of the fence at Rogers all the way around was 10 feet high. Right. 
So now the bullpens are going to be at about 15 feet. They're going to drop down a little bit lower in center field where there's going to be a new batter's eye and a new bar behind the batter's eye, which is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. And, um, and that fence is going to be a little bit lower. So we're going to see some, maybe some exciting kind of monkey catches that uh, <laughs> Kiermaier will maybe may pull off. Yeah. What's cool about this is that the there's no more utility area, right? There's no more, it's all seats. Also, I mean, it's, it's, there's no more like in left and right field. Remember like beside the bullpen, it'd be like a utility kind of like a ball would drop in there in no man's land. And yeah. The sprinkler guy would grab it. So, <laughs> that's, so they're bringing that? the, uh, the seats all the way to the fence. Yeah. Which is awesome. It'd be a, you're closer to the action, right? For, for yeah. one thing, I think the Jays knew this was obviously they knew, they knew, they knew this, this was coming. So they kind of geared their outfield towards this and they have the outfield yeah. to do it now. Yep. Bringer Varsho and Kiermaier, I think, can handle that, uh, that funky outfield. Uh, anything else in that renovation? I know they, it uh, looks like it looks like they've really taken in some. I know they're working on the they're working on the back level right now. And the next year is the home plate area. Yeah, it just seemed like some of the right and left field walls were kind of tighter. They're, they're adjusting them because yeah. they're uh, they're changing the angles. So right now, if you're sitting on the foul lines but not behind the home run fence. So on the sides, you're essentially facing the outfielder. The seats are just designed because originally the stadium was a multi-purpose, right? So you're facing the middle of the field where a football game was happening, soccer game, at one point, a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're facing a really odd direction because most of the action in baseball game is over by the mound. So you would have to kind of sit twisted to watch a ball game, which was yeah. not very comfortable. No. So that whole corner, they're going to rip out, like this is coming next off season. They're ripping out the entire lower bowl. And we're talking the bowl itself is coming out because they're going to actually do a little bit of work underneath the seating. Wow. And then when they put the new bowl back in, it's going to be directed towards the action in, uh, and towards the mound. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's I mean, Aside from getting a new stadium, this is, I guess, the next next best thing, right? They've did they're, they're doing a lot of really, yeah. really cool work. I love the fact that there be some unique bounces and not cookie cutter, typical, you know, um, what we're used to seeing. That's it's yeah, pretty pretty slick for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. And a rumor has it that the Jays are putting a bid in to host the All Star Game in 2027. And they haven't hosted an All Star Game since the 91. Yeah, wow. I got that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Fan Fest in '91 when the Jays had the World Series. I mean, the All Star Game. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. So, and I guess the Jays have the one of the longest, largest foul territories in baseball. And once they, yeah, yeah once they that, that'd be the, that's the idea is to get make that a little bit less. They're gonna bring the seats closer to the action, closer towards the uh, the plate and the foul lines. Wow. So that's our uh, that's our Jays talk. Um, I guess we can talk. We'll go around the league or around the horn section. A couple things. Trey Mancini finally signed. Yep, Cubs. Two year deal with the with the Cubs. Good for Trey. Good for Trey. He's he seems like a good guy. I was I was hoping that he would get a contract. He didn't play very well when he went to Houston. So it kind of like he had a couple home runs, but nothing. Run. Yeah, nothing. Get a lot of hits. Yeah, won a World Series though. He won a World Series, yeah. <laughs> uh, Frankie Montas. Remember when we, we thought we were going to land him? Yeah. 
Good thing we didn't, because he's yeah. Because <laughs> he sunk it up. Sunk <laughs> it up. He's missing the first month of the season with shoulder inflammation, which worries me. If I'm a Yankees fan, I'm not excited about the fact that he's already going to miss the first month of the season with shoulder inflammation already. Yeah, he's probably gonna. That's I guarantee you that's going to nag the whole season. Um, Andrew McCutcheon going back to the Pirates. Going back to the Pirates. It's this team he started with. Yeah. Patch is going back where he started. One year deal. And this is. Jays, not... I thought the Jays were going to pick him up as their fourth outfielder. Wouldn't have been a bad pickup. Wouldn't. He lost a little bit of a step, but. Yeah. Some veteran leadership. That's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, the electronic strike zone will be used in all 30 AAA ballparks in 2023. What are your thoughts on that? Ah, oh, man. So I've got mixed feelings on this electronic strike zone. As frustrating as it is to see an umpire stink it up, the human factor always always plays for me when it comes to baseball. That's always been one of the idiosyncrasies of the game is that not every umpire has the same strike zone and you have to get accustomed to it. The only thing I would wish is that umpires would be a little bit more consistent. Like I get, you're not going to get every single call and you could, could miss but if you're gonna miss Unless you're one call, the World Series. Like, yeah, exactly, right? You know, <laughs> like 99% accurate. Yeah. But if you're gonna miss a pitch, then miss that pitch every single time. Don't call it a strike for one guy and a ball for another guy. Right. Uh, and I think baseball and Robert Man- Manfred in, uh, specifically is is now taking the umpire's call, his ability to make a call out of the game totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's why do we have why to be fair? Why do we have umpires right now? Exactly, because everything's replayed. Not everything put, you can challenge. Put, um, sen- put sensors and bases and just doing tennis. Those like yeah. virtual in in soccer, right? The virtual reality uh, yeah. calls. Put a sensor in a first baseman's mitt. Put a sensor on first base, and then you'll be able to know if the ball beat the the runner. It's it's funny the way we get like. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably like, Angel Hernandez is terrible. And he was and is. But this is, you're right. This is, takes a lot of that. Like, I'm really curious to see how this is going to play out in Major League Baseball because they're going to, players are quick to adapt. Yeah. And they're going to know, like, a pitcher is going to know. This this system calls a low strike, like like top, I'm going to throw low in the zone a yeah, lot. Yeah, Mike, I'm going to practice getting my curveball below the knee. Yeah, because it calls it yeah. right. And who are you going to argue with? Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's a strike. And anyway, it, it, like it, I don't know. It's going to be. I don't. Uh, I'm kind of old school. I, I'm not a big fan of it. We'll see how it goes, I guess. At least, er, at least everyone's on the right on the same playing field, though. There'd be no, there's no bias. No bias. That's the that's the main thing, right? But you, imagine if you had like the Atlanta the the nineties the nineties Atlanta Brave pitchers. Yeah. Like all control. <laughs> all control, but I mean, they were getting like Tom Glavin would throw a ball like a foot outside the zone and be called a strike because he's Tom Glavin. Yeah. Greg Maddox would throw a ball, you know, an inch off the plate. 
It's called a strike because it's 78 pitch complete game. <laughs> <laughs> you earn it, right? I mean, Omar, like with Ted Williams at the I, I, at, at the bat, and what was that? There's a story with Ted Williams batting, and uh, there's a ball. I guess our pitcher was arguing with the umpire the fact that it was a, it was a clear strike, and the umpire basically said, "If Mr. Williams didn't swing for it, it's not a strike." <laughs> Um, the Dodgers acquired Miguel Rojas from the Marlins for infielder Jacob Amaya. It's kind of an interesting, interesting trade. I guess they needed a shortstop. They let Trey, Trey, Trey Turner is gone. Yeah, it's a good pickup. He's a good shortstop. He is a good shortstop and doesn't have much power, but he uh, he tends to get on base really well. He's got a decent average, uh, pretty decent defense. It's a good pickup, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Well, for the Dodgers, it's kind of weird, eh? They they didn't make a splash this year. They didn't off season. Like they, it's it's been all Mets, with Giants, <laughs> Mets, <laughs> Giants, Twins. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Nelson Cruz, he hasn't retired yet. For those for those wondering, Nelson Cruz is still around. Signed a one year deal with the Padres. One million dollar contract. Good deal. Padres DH. are loading up. Yeah. So here we go. And maybe next week we'll get our, when our next podcast, we'll have uh, Dr. Uh, Seneschal on to talk about, talk about this. We'll, we'll look. <laughs> so Carlos Correa, those of you who lived under a rock the past three months, Carlos Correa used to be the shortstop of the Houston Astros. Yep. And uh, signed a one-year deal. Was it one year or was it, well, it was a, a, a multi-year deal, but he had a major opt-out, opt-out after one season. So he played his one year with the Twins and opted out because, I mean, it's it's big money time. He played well. He played well. He got he was hurt for a bit of the year, but you've seen Trey Turner make all his money. I mean, it's Xander Bogarts. It's like it's it's time to cash in. Yeah. So on the seventh uh, of November. Correa opts out of his deal with the Twins. Then on the 13th of December, he agrees to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the Giants. And I think we talked about this in our last podcast. And then it was, but everything's contingent on a medical. Yep. So he gets his medical, and the Giants are like, whoa, wait a second. Time out. Hold the boat. In 20, was it 2014 he had the surgery? Yes, on his ankle. Yeah, he busted up his ankle in 2014, had screws put in a plate put in and i guess whatever the doctor saw didn't like especially for a length of a 13-year contract i guess so as uh the giants are hemming and hawing about this um korea's agent uh, everyone's favorite agent scott boris calls the mets and says hey this is what's happening you guys want to you guys want to guys want to pay for Carlos Correa, and then absolutely we do because it's <laughs> Steve Cohen who is a gajillionaire. Um, says, yeah, we'll, and then we talked about this in our last podcast too. Is they agree to a 12 year, $315 million deal. So they get a bit of a, I guess they get like a bargain basement price of $315 million. This is a return item. Knocked a year off. Knocked a year off. So you guess, you know, I guess he's refurbished. Is that the. <laughs> best term and then so the Mets do a physical on him like 
was. Same doctor. Is it the same doctor? The same doctor. What the heck? Yeah. So the the Giants and the Mets are the same doctor? They hired the same doctor to review as, to do as, as medical. And that's where, yeah, we'll continue. The, I'll, okay, I'll was, tell you this, the article I read about Scott Boris. Okay, so so the Mets are like, yeah, you know, that um, that plate doesn't look, <laughs> looks like you got it off of uh, Alibaba. Or Wish.com. That's our wish. <laughs> It's a wish.com plate. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We'll guarantee you six years. I think that's what the offer. I think they're negotiating, going back and forth. And like, we'll give you six years, but then that is six years. You got to meet certain incentives, and you know, when we'll guarantee, we'll only guarantee you this much. And then the twins come out of nowhere and be like, "Hey, remember us? Remember that offer?" <laughs> so then it comes crawling back. Uh, so he agrees on the tenth of January. Carlos Correa makes his triumphant return back to the Twins for a six-year, $200 million deal with the Twins, and there's incentives about I think mean, you know about the incentives? So, okay, yeah, so, what, what yeah, so it's, it's a guaranteed six years. Right. And then uh, in order to vest the rest, he has to meet certain plate appearance requirements, like 575 and, and 550. He could, he could go up to $275 million or Yeah. Something. But it's all based on how many plate appearances he gets, uh, which doesn't mean that like if he doesn't meet those, so let's say he has an injury and it's, let's say it's a freak injury. Like he breaks an arm or a hand or whatever. Cause he got hit by a pitch. Yeah. If, if the twins decide, you know what, that was a freak injury. His leg still looks good. Cause he's been running fine. They could still vest that other year if they wanted to. So it's, it's a, it's a vesting that the twins have full control of, over. So if he meets it, he gets it. But if they, he doesn't meet his plate appearance requirements, they could still vest it. Right. And yeah. And then from there, I read an article because uh, Scott Boris is never one to hold his tongue. <laughs> and he essentially was really, really frustrated with the Mets because he said, we were transparent with everything. We sent them all of the information and they insisted on having a physical reviewed by a doctor. But that review was done by the same doctor the Giants used. So he's like, are you thinking you're going to get a different, like this guy already said, <laughs> don't no long year, no long-term contracts. <laughs> so obviously the Mets are going to get that same opinion from that doctor. So it was just, he was just really frustrated that he's like, you knew all of this. Why, why go there? I, I've also heard that because Steve Cohen said, uh, you know, he, this is the piece we're missing and basically he's our guy. There's some legality to the fact that they couldn't cut him. Yeah. They don't, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we hear in a month from now, there's the Korea campus or Scott Boris is suing the, the Mets. Mets over whatever. Yeah. It's a really interesting like I'm curious to know what could possibly be like that wish.com plate. Like, is it <laughs> what's going on there? Is it just is it is it just because it's a plate and it's only got a certain year lifespan? Well, I I think what the doctor was saying was um, the plate is okay for now, but he he has strong doubts that over a long period of time, like 10, 12, 13 years, that this plate will hold up. Right. 
and, and that it'll become a problem. So I think the doctor wasn't saying don't give this guy a contract, but try to stay away from those long contracts, which is why I think the the twins were able to get a, a guaranteed six years, and I think they're comfortable with that. Yeah. Six years were good. Anything beyond that? Well, if you meet your plate appearances, we're, we're going to keep you. If you don't, yeah. well, then at least we're going to cut our losses. And hey, it's a great shortstop for six years. If I was, you know, if if the Jays decided, you know, we're going to run off to Korea for six years, two hundred million, okay. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then slide like, we'll, over to second. I both love that. Um, yeah, it's been a really. This has been a fascinating. This is going to be some kind of book or documentary made about this whole fiasco and if you have if you get a chance there's some there's a meme on uh on social media with uh a fake mlb the show 23 cover cover athlete <laughs> carlos correa and his giants mets and uh twins jersey there's gonna be alternate seasons a season where he plays for the mets a season where he plays for the giants <laughs> oh it's fantastic um moving on and also what carlos correa you want to talk about no, I think that's that's yeah, we think we nailed it either. Yeah. yeah. Uh Rafael Devers signed an agreement with the Red Sox. The Red Sox really needed to do something. Yeah. Uh the, eleven years, three hundred and thirty one million dollar extension. Yeah, that's a good that's a good signing for him. Devers yeah. is a great player. They they needed to show their fans that are committed. Yeah, because they lost Bogart and that didn't go well. That looked bad on them. Yeah. Just because they weren't really engaging with Xander at all really until the end. And uh, I think Xander Bogart was just, you know, getting frustrated with the ownership and said, well, screw this. I'm going elsewhere. And plus it's warmer in San Diego. It much more, much warmer. Uh, Evan Longoria signs a one-year deal with the, with the D-backs. Nathan Evaldi and the Texas Rangers are in agreement on a contract. So let's talk about that Rangers fake makeover, not a fake over makeover. Yeah. Uh, so their their starting rotation is Jacob Degrom, uh, John Gray, Nathan Evaldi, Dane else? Dunning, Dane Dunning. No, I gotta look it up. Yeah, I gotta look it up. But it was it was like wow, that's that's a pretty good starting rotation, and their team overall is pretty decent. I mean, they they have some missing pieces. Uh, I think they're still looking for an outfielder. But um, overall, yeah. they're they're not going to be cellar dwellers like they were last year. Yeah, they have Corey Seager at short. Um, Marcus Semyon at second. At second, I mean, Adolis Garcia in right field. They got you know, oh yeah, uh, Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi is a stranger. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, their outfield is pretty. Their outfield is pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, and they got uh, who the guy the Jays tried to try to sign? Heaney. Yeah, Andrew Heaney. Yeah, that's right. So their starting rotation, if everyone's healthy, is pretty solid. Won't be able to score a lot of runs. Nope. And they might sign this guy, Trevor Bauer. Maybe. <laughs> Trevor Bauer was released by the Dodgers. Not surprised anybody. Um, they're going to pay the remaining, the remaining twenty twenty two point five million dollars of his contract. Yeah. So anybody can sign him for the league minimum. Yeah, seven hundred twenty thousand dollars. You can get yourself an ace pitcher. And I think, and we we talked about this before the podcast. The Jays have already denounced any idea or any, yeah. any signing. 
Trevor. Uh, I think some other teams at Mets have said no as well. Which was surprising. Yeah, I'm, I was a little shocked. They'll sign anybody. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, still lots of teams left. The Astros, I mean, they did pick up Roberto Ozuna. Right. That's that's what I said. Well, Mike, could you imagine he goes to the Astros? Oh, geez. Like the hated, most hated team, even more hated. <laughs> um, but even more talented. I mean, he's talented. He's a talented pitcher. He is. He's a game changer. Um, any team who wants to forego their morals for winning a World <laughs> Series. <laughs> Which has happened before in, this, in baseball. But, I mean, I don't know. It's... Uh, it's if you're the in, in in any reality, if you're the Jays, would you ever sign Trevor Bauer? Oh man, that's that's a tough one, right? And, and in all honesty, he was found not guilty. Not guilty. Not yeah. It was a civil. I think it was a civil court. It wasn't even a criminal court. Yeah, it was not responsible. I guess he, he was didn't owe any money. He didn't owe any money, and he actually countersued for defamation. So it's it's a tough one, right? Because I mean, if if the allegations are I mean, there, there's always three sides to the truth, right? There's one yeah. side, the other side, and then of course there's a truth that's somewhere in the middle. Um was she a woman scorned? We don't know. Is he really that abusive? We don't know. But somewhere along the lines is the actual reality of what happened. And if he's completely un you know not guilty whatsoever he hasn't done anything and he's just being accused for the sake of being accused then you've got a great player who's you know in the peak of his career really who is uh, going to be sitting on the sidelines that's a tough one it's a real tough one it's so a couple things i mean it, it'll, it'll be hard this allegation not come to light anyways, it'd be hard enough to sign him, right? Because he's yeah. a lot of baggage. Yeah. He's, he's a head case. He's a head case. Like, he's all about Trevor Bauer. Yeah. He's got his own, got his own YouTube channel and YouTube channel and, and clothing line, like Bauer Outreach clothing line. And, yeah. And it's all marketing. Like, he's just, he's in it to make money. I, I, I get it. And, uh, good for him for trying to make a buck. But, um, where there's smoke, right? And you're right. Where there's there's always three sides of every story. When there's smoke, mm-hmm. there's fire. And we've talked a lot about it on this podcast, various yeah. shows about like sexual misconduct in Major League Baseball. It's a problem. It's a huge problem, and it just wouldn't look good. Yeah, you wouldn't want to perpetuate that because whether whether all of it happened or not, yeah, something, something happened. Yeah, right, and. I don't want to get sued by Trevor Bauer, so hey. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened, or something happened. But there's evidence, and he's admitted to rough rough sex with his female. Right. Consensual rough sex. Right. If that's his modus operandi, that's yeah. his thing, well, it might happen again, right? Exactly. So, I don't know, I... I don't. I don't take that risk. If I'm if I'm a major league baseball club, I don't. Uh-huh. 
a, a, a competing major league baseball club? Do you, do you risk your club hosts? Like the well, Jays? That's the thing, right? So you you built and and that's where I'm thinking like okay, at some point during this season, he's still going to be working out, maybe playing for some team down in Mexico or Nicaragua or whatever. Yeah. And uh and he'll be in top form. I've seen his YouTube videos. He's throwing really well. Yeah. And maybe a, a playoff contender looks at and like, "Hey, you know what? Our our starters are kind of dwindling injury prone all kinds of issues time i mean time heals right yeah and people forget if roberto ozuna came back i don't know where he is right now yeah if he came back if like if not the jays because that'd be a big story but if like pittsburgh pirates sign roberto ozuna to be their closer or like in a bullpen 60 percent of baseball 70 percent of baseball wouldn't bat an eye no you wouldn't even know who he is yeah. Or until someone actually brought it up or whatever. And I just, I have a feeling the only place he would, could go is somewhere like pretty low key, low key, like, like the Pittsburgh pirates, the Cincinnati reds, Cincinnati. Like, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, but then why would you, <laughs> if you're yeah, exactly trying to compete, why, why bother? Right. So mm-hmm. I think, I think you nailed it with the fact that eventually it's going to be, he's going to be war- working out with the Cholua conquistadors out in you know, <laughs> Sinaloa being attacked by uh, uh, the Mexican cartel sponsored baseball team. It'd be and, a next season of East down and uh, East bound and down down and down. <laughs> <laughs> he just changed his name to Kenny powers. Yeah. And, and you're right. I think it's going to come. There's going to come a, an injury to a major starter. Maybe the range. Maybe the Rangers make. Here. Jacob Degrom blows up his arm like he normally does. Yeah, it, it explodes. <laughs> Andrew Haney trips over a stair and breaks his face. I don't know, but That's they're right. actually competing in the in the in the American League West. Yeah. You can't tell me. You can't convince me that they're not going to go even take a look at Trevor Bauer. For seven hundred and fifty twenty thousand dollars, yeah, like, kick the tires for sure. Even the, to be fair, the Blue Jays, Blue Jays our depth, crazy. our starting rotation depth is so I weak. Like Manoa right <laughs> blows out his arm. Yeah, he's Tommy John surgery. Yeah, and it's August, and we're <laughs> like we're neck and neck with the Yankees or the Rays or the Orioles. Like who knows? Okay, not the Orioles. So the Yankees or Rays, and then we need a starting pitcher. You got Trent Thornton. <laughs> who's going to be making? Who's going to be making two hundred grand more? <laughs> it's sparkling four eleven ERA. <laughs> or do you say, "Hey, Trevor, we're going to sign you. We need you to shut the f up. Just pitch." Yeah. And uh, you know, if anybody asks you about this, you have no comment. Yeah. You've dealt with this. You've moved on. Here's the Bobby Valentine mustache and wigs. <laughs> <laughs> your name is Mever Rower. <laughs> um, your name is Mever Mever Trower, and uh, I don't know. I I could see. I don't know. I I I could see some teams going to do it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I I think you'd be. Anyway, he's not. It's not like he's been convicted criminally of anything, right? Like he he didn't. This is going to sound. I'm not going to equate him killing somebody with yeah. actual assault, uh, but he didn't like he hasn't, he hasn't been proven guilty in a court of law about anything. He hasn't even been charged criminally. 
So I don't know. Been suspended for like a season and a half. Like yeah, yeah. So I mean, to be fair, we've give, especially in Canada, we give (laughs) a lot lighter sentences to a lot worse things um, for actual criminal activity. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, I I I see Trevor Bauer even before maybe even before spring training being signed. Who knows? Uh, I I wouldn't. Even and even though even though the Mets say they're not going to sign him, I believe we want to see it. The Marlins are going to trade away two of their starters for like a bunch of prospects and be like, "Hey, Bauer, <laughs> hey, come on, that." I think. Uh, well, and that's a good point. The, the other side of this, yeah, they, the Marlins are looking at trading their young everybody except Alcantara. Yeah, even Trevor Rogers, who's like had a bad year last year, but. Yeah. For the Jays, I mean, the only that that, Kikuchi, that Kikuchi contract really kind of sucks the life out of <laughs> it. Really does, right? But now he can't like you can't just like ah, oh, just take a flyer on Tra- Tyler Rogers, Trevor Rogers, yeah. Trevor Rogers, Tyler Rogers. Whoever pitches for the Marlins, Rogers, yeah. the, the Marlins, um, had a bad year last year, but the year before, I think he was up for Rookie of the Year, yeah, one Rookie of the Year, something to that effect. Good pitcher, just had a bad year. Do you take a flyer on him? But then you're the Jays, you're like, we already did that last year. <laughs> Not paying off so well. <laughs> uh, Kikuchi. Kikuchi yeah. and Chatwood are my... Bubbly. And we were... Like, we when we listened back to that freaking episode, we were so <laughs> high on Kikuchi. Yeah, a little sprinkle of magic dust from Pete Walker. We're going to be good. Uh, Cy Young <laughs> candidate. <laughs> next Ray. That's next Robbie Ray. Uh, it's funny because I just played MLB The Show 22 today and uh like my road to the show where like you play your character and through the minors and you get to the majors whatever and so i've made it to the made it to the majors i'm with the jays and in 22 did a really good job of keeping the team intact usually when i played the years past by the time i get to the majors vlad's gone bo's gone (laughs) (laughs) gone. i got like i got like dave taylor playing short like nobody nobody no man anyways um, but yeah, they've kept like, and then I was playing in a playoff game against the Yankees and Kikuchi was starting <laughs> and he gave up six runs in the first inning. And I'm like, Oh, how realistic. Well, I was playing the, the baseball mogul and, uh, same thing. First season Kikuchi had like a six eleven ERA <laughs> second season through. He's like seven twenty five year. I'm like, Oh Jesus, this is the contract we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> those of you who haven't played baseball mogul it's like a i don't know it's a the sim simulator general manager simulator game right it's like sim city for baseball yeah exactly so like and you can put it on it's like and it's like it's like any baseball game you can put a guy in the in the trade market and see what you get back and uh yeah i've tried yeah. to put kikuchi on the trade market and i'll like i'll give people money like here's kikuchi and 10 million bucks uh, i get nothing nothing <laughs> no trade offers like twenty million, still nothing. Like they won't. Nobody, nobody wants to touch this guy. Yeah. Anyways, um, anything else? Oh, prospects. Let's talk about prospects. Who, who we just signed? Uh, so we just signed uh, a Bonilla. Bonilla. Uh, and we can't. We can't tell if it's a revelation to Bobby Bonilla. There isn't. So I, I looked it up. Bobby Bonilla has got a son and a daughter. Uh, son is Brandon Bonilla, and daughter is Danielle Bonilla. Okay. Um, they both live in the Bronx, uh, so. Oh, fair. So he's an international uh, signing. Um, yeah. Got four point one million dollars as a signing bonus, which is 
eerily similar to the uh, Vladimir Guerrero uh, $4 million that he got at the same age, 16 years old. And uh, yeah, 6-1, uh, 190-pound outfielder with power, decent speed, decent arm, uh, decent defense. Uh, right now he's able to play center, but they see him more as a corner outfielder. Yeah, he's ranked number seven in the top 50 international prospects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you nailed it. He's a, corner, he's a corner outfielder right now, but looking more as a uh, an infielder, I think they said, corner infielder. Maybe, yeah, who knows. It's uh, just, always... he's 16, he's still raw. And um, now so... that they got that that beautiful player development center, yeah. This this kid's going to be spending a lot of time in Florida. They're saying he shows superior bat speed and ability to hit fastballs hard to all fields. Yeah. On defense, he shows good instincts with a solid arm and could stick. It's could stick at center field. Yeah. Or go to a corner corner outfield position. Yeah. As his body matures. Um, and Vladimir Guerrero's brother. Yeah. With the he signed with the Rangers. Yeah. Why didn't the Jays go after him? Who knows? But uh, it's it's looking pretty good. Like I'm 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 liking I'm liking some of the the signings that they've got. Uh, you know, like the international pool is is always a tough one to gauge because you have to sign them so young, right? Oh well, yeah, like you're you're, you're, you're giving you just, me, gave, you just gave a 16 year old four million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he lives in the Dominican Republic, which I mean, not four a super million dollars, like twenty million dollars down there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pablo Guerrero is the uh, younger brother. Younger brother of Vlad. It looks more like his dad. He does body shape too? Yeah, and it, there's some. I'm, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Vlad Guerrero Senior did play with the Rangers. If I'm not mistaken, I don't. I don't, know. I don't remember. Now, now, now I got to check it out. I'm gonna have to look it up. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, good signing by the Jays. Uh, another, another prospect, and more on the prospect who's he's still a prospect, I guess, Nate Pearson. But tearing it up in the the uh, Dominican yeah, League. Yeah, he is. Winter League, I guess he's playing for Mexico, I think. Man, Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, so he, he's uh, big Nate. He's, he's he's pitching really well. I, and and you know what? I think because of all the injuries he had, um, they they need him to get innings. He's got to log innings. He's uh, yeah, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be in the bullpen. There's no more like there's I don't think there's any talk of Nate being a starter anymore. Yeah. And yes, Vlad Guerrero did play for Texas in two thousand ten. Ah. He played well. He uh played hundred and fifty two games, was eleventh in the MVP voting, twenty nine home runs, three hundred average, thirty five years old. Trying to look at uh, oh, Otto Lopez played in the uh, Dominican League. And he slashed 304, 353, 380 with no homers and 88 plate appearances. He played center field and second base. So, so when you're so looking at the, uh, the Blue Jays prospect, so number one now is Ricky Tiedemann, who like skyrocketed up the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like he's surpassed so many of the other players that were on the list for so much longer, but he's 20 years old, left-handed pitcher right now. He's in double a, but I, I see him 
probably being in triple a next next summer possibly um uh they're probably going to keep them in triple a just for for depth in case there's issues with starters yeah. um, but one pitcher so we I, I sent you a couple articles about what you know the options they have for the bullpen and one of the players that i'm really high on is uh zulu Weta. so yeah talk about him a bit so zulu Weta is he was a prospect, um, but has dealt with like Tommy John. So he, he missed a lot of seasons. Um, you know, the, 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 the stupid pandemic screwed things up. Um, yeah. So the kid's 24 years old. So he's no longer a young guy, right? So a lot of his development that he's having now and, and how he's progressing is due to the fact that he was delayed because of these Tommy John surgeries and the pandemic. So at 24 years old, um, he had a fantastic season last year where he started some games, uh, pitched in the bullpen some games, and had like an amazing uh, strikeout rate. <laughs> it's just, he, he was just on fire because he went from single A ball all the way to triple A in the span of the whole summer. <laughs> Which is a huge jump, and especially when, like, when talking single A to triple A. Yeah. That reminds me, the Jays made some uh, bullpen signings. Some guys that uh, who's the guy that, that throws over a hundred from the Rockies? Yeah, uh, Fernandez, uh, Julian Fernandez. I believe so. So he's, there's a couple uh, of Fernandez or Hernandez. Um, Blue Jays signed. A guy that was released by um, the Colorado Rockies, who's got tons of talent. Yeah, over 100 miles an hour. Can't find the plate. Can't find. <laughs> That's been <laughs> just throw some Pete Walker dust on there. <laughs> a little, a little, a little salt, and uh, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be great. He'll be good to go. <laughs> so. Uh, one thing that happened uh, with the Brendan Belt signing was that they had to release uh, Julian Merriweather. Right. Is he, is he signed anywhere? I don't think so yet. Um, but that's, I guess, something had to happen. You have to give somewhere, right? And the guy's been given every opportunity and he just can't seem to stay healthy. And youth is no longer on his side. No, it, it's it's unfortunate. He looked... He looked unhittable that one game against New York two years ago in the, in the pandemic. Yeah. He looked like he looked like he could be a closer. Yep. Ball was moving. He's throwing over a hundred. It was like, um, yeah, it, it looked good, but yeah, he had to go. And also, yeah, we're itching to talk about Jays, Blue Jays, baseball at all. No, I think that's pretty much it. Season so I, season three is started. Started. There's uh, now it's 29 days until pitches and catches report. Yeah. So we'll be doing these our podcasts a little bit more often, especially as we gear up for spring training. Ah, uh, just thinking about watching a spring training game on TV. Same. Can't wait. The smell I mean, of the grass through the TV. <laughs> <laughs> through the frozen snow to the TV. Uh, and which means our baseball season starting eventually. Eventually, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll call that a show for myself, Mickey, and my uh, buddy Ivan. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll uh, talk to you soon, everyone.